My name is Daniel Morris, and welcome to Market Breakfast. As part of our ongoing podcast series, we are now able to give you access to global market updates easily on the go in less than five minutes. So first thing to talk about uh, upcoming economic data, of course, the key thing that's going to be on investors' minds are non-farm payrolls from the U.S., unemployment rate, and so on. Now, last month, that was supposed to be the most important non-farm payrolls ever after previous most important non-farm payrolls ever. This one, thankfully, is probably going to be less important, of course, barring any kind of huge surprise either to the upside or the downside. Uh, expectations, I think reasonable, 151,000 jobs is a consensus from Bloomberg, and anything wildly different from that could change investors' views. But I think for the most part, we are looking for a hike in September. If you look at expectations uh, in the market, it's around 60%, which actually is above where it was at this time last year before you did get the hike in December then. So on track for that. Probably not a near-term concern for the market. It's something we'll worry more about once we get closer to December and think about how the markets are going to react to that. But clearly that's a focus uh, for this week in terms of economic data that's coming out. Now, for last week, of course, a lot of things happened. Uh, we had a bit of uh, flare-up again in concerns about the financial sector. First, it had been Italy a month or so ago. Uh, now it was Germany and as a bit of a surprise going from the periphery to the core uh, and saw the reaction uh, in the sectors in financials and in other interest rate sensitive sectors last week. Um, we're probably less concerned about the potential disruption, uh, certain to the European equity market because the Deutsche Bank, uh, on the belief that, uh, the problems stem primarily from the size of the U.S. fine, which surprised everyone. Uh, if that fine is reduced or markets expect the fine to reduce, a lot of the concerns about Deutsche Bank uh, are diminished. I mean, clearly, uh, there are the longer-term issues, but in terms of a short-term uh, threat to the viability of the bank, to liquidity, and so on, that's probably not something that's going to be as significant if we do see some signals that the fine might be reduced. So if that's the case, we could see perhaps some snap back in the market uh, after what was a relatively weak session over the uh, over the last seven days. Uh, the other big news of note, of course, was the significant jump in the price of oil up to $50 per barrel for Brent. Uh, what was probably more interesting than the actual increase in the price was what the rest of the market did. Uh, and what it didn't do is go up along with oil. The correlation that we've had for quite a while is that it was nearly, well, at least close to one. Oil prices would go up, equities would go up, and vice versa, uh, which initially seemed a bit counterintuitive. Normally, higher energy prices should be bad for equities, but we came to convince ourselves that oil was a proxy for global growth. So if global growth was better, oil prices were higher, and so therefore you should have uh, better profits, and so equity markets went up, except this week they really didn't. So a fairly significant increase in the price of oil. Uh, flattish markets, uh, interestingly, emerging markets were down, and again, one of the areas where you would actually expect to see a positive correlation with the price of oil. Now, a lot of that was down to China and Taiwan, but still interesting, broadly speaking, weakness in equities, weakness in emerging markets, despite the increase in oil prices, and also not much reaction in terms of inflation expectations and therefore into nominal bond yields. So a bit of a strange world right now, trying to see if we're going to have old correlations, correlations reassert themselves, or maybe we're going to start seeing something new develop. Uh, other thing to mention, of course, uh, for this week, uh, weakness in sterling, uh, comments uh, about how Brexit might play out in the UK, generally interpreted 
uh, as bad for the currency, but that's good for equities, or at least certainly that's relationship that we've had for a while uh, for the last couple months, and would likely think that will persist uh, in the short term. The benefits to profits for UK corporates with the weaker sterling. Longer term, of course, we have the questions about demand and investment, but that's something that's going to be occupying us uh, much more into next year. Uh, last point I want to make is, again, kind of what kind of trend we're going to be seeing in the market, because you've had two forces kind of uh, playing tug over the course of the year. On one hand, uh, cyclical recoveries uh, after shock, so after the sell-off in February, after Brexit, markets uh, went down, but then you had a very strong recovery. The broader trend, however, that's been kind of through all of this over the course of the year uh, were the performance of the bond proxies as investors continue to look for yield. So now that we're probably more or less recovered from Brexit shock and kind of the mini taper tantrum, if you will, that we had a week or so ago, looking to see if that central bank pressure pushing investors into bond proxies is going to re return. And if that does, we would expect those sectors to be the ones that move ahead over the next several weeks. So thank you again. Look out for our next edition of Market Breakfast in our podcast series. Thank you for tuning in and goodbye. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.